What's up, guys? We're back once again. High Street Freaks. I'm Kevin Harris, as always, here with Ryan and DJ. Uh, you know, we're we're here. You know, uh, just just like Ohio State was was allegedly in Evanston. Um, we we are here, and I don't I don't really know how to feel, but at least I'm taking solace in the fact that at least we were not Alabama or Clemson or Tennessee. Um, you know, like it, it was, it was really cool. Cause for a little bit, everyone was dunking on Ohio state and then they, they quickly forgot. So, um, I guess just opening thoughts So on Sunday, how you feeling after that Saturday? Are you feeling, is, is there still a little hangover? Are you still angry? Are you, uh, looking I mean, back at the game? I feel a lot better now. You know, that's why, that's why the new, that's why the nooners rock. Like I used to be a night game supremacist when I was a student, then I, you know, I became a hero and became a blogger and had to start covering primetime games against Rutgers. And I switched back to Nooners. They have their place. And this is a perfect example. By the time I'm sitting there watching, I'm, I'm sitting there saying, oh, my God, Notre Dame is like low-key bullying Clemson. Like they beat Clemson off the field. And by yeah. the time by the time I had that realization, I really had forgot about the crippling structural issues that continue to plague us, <laughs> especially going into Michigan, uh, Alabama going down even better. Brian Kelly, where you know who knew he had balls Bro. like that? And and then know? and then Michigan was trailing at halftime to Rutgers. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, that's so, the best part, right? I tweeted this, but every fucking weekend they start getting chesty about the Ohio State game because we're not winning by enough points, and they go and lose at halftime to Rutgers or Indiana. Like it's happened, it's happened every fucking week now. Yeah. These boys are playing patty cake out there. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm feel I'm feeling a lot better. I I, I think I think it's one of those. I'm still like, pretty miserable. I'll, I'll it, take I'll take the contrarian point. <laughs> I can do that. That's fine. That's fine. I I think just just rewatching things and stuff like I. I'm I'm willing I'm willing to write that one off because like my thing is the the biggest thing was the running game, and I think the running game was actually pretty cool. Like it was it was pretty versatile. They did a couple like they did quite a few cool things. It's just it's really hard to run the ball when there's no passing attack with it. Like that that was kind of my take. Like rewatching the game today, like I don't know. Like mm, I I, mm. I feel like if, I feel like if there's anything that they should have done, and a lot of it was execution too. Like. I didn't like the interior line just getting bullied off the ball, but um, you know, like I, I feel like if there's anything they should have done, maybe a few more quick passes, maybe a few more slants, something like that, just to like keep nine guys out of the box. But like, other than that, like that first drive, they, they had a ton, they had a ton of really versatile looks and different runs that we haven't really seen. So if everybody like calling for different, like run versatility in the offense. Well, it that's was the there. Thing, but, but, but here's the point that I came to on this is that like, basically I think the the problem I'm realizing is just that it, it's not any individual thing with the offense, right? Like last year, there was a lot of like things going on where they couldn't really, you know, rush in the red zone. They couldn't get power runs going on. Like this year, they were kind of, they had fixed a lot of that, but they were going back to their blankie if only running, you know, inside zone. They're being too predictable out of certain formations, et cetera. Like, it, I think the problem is that Ryan Day takes each one of those things as an individual critique and response to them in the following game. Like when someone says Ohio State's a finesse team, he tries to run the ball down the throat all, all the time, right? Like he tries to, if someone says the running game's not diverse, he'll call 18 different run schemes during the right. game. But but the problem isn't like any one of those individual things. Those are like responses to individual games. The problem is that he doesn't have any kind of sense for how to play call, like call plays. I think that is his true problem is he is not, this is going to sound safe for a guy who always has like a top three offense in college football, but he's not really a good play caller. Like he has all these tools in the toolbox, but he doesn't really know how they fit together or work cohesively. And that's the problem. It's like what you're saying is correct, right? Like Ohio State 
couldn't get into its usual offense because there were, you know, up to 80 mile per hour winds gusting. But like, then why are you throwing the ball 30 times, most of them downfield? Like, why aren't you throwing the screen passes you just used a week ago? Why aren't you throwing uh, mesh routes that we've seen used to create success over time? Why aren't you throwing slant routes? Like, why aren't you throwing quick routes inside five yards of the line to prevent the defense from going downhill on you into like yeah. these stacked nine man boxes that you're running? Like, there are still things you can do that are better than what they're doing. But I think he just fundamentally is like a stubborn coach who doesn't want to do things he doesn't want to do. Like he has a game plan and he wants to follow that game plan that's, to a fault. Uh, that's I mean, that's exactly that's what it is. The traditional coaching trait, right? I mean, these guys are like so conservative to a point. They're just steeped in that. And I don't, they, at this point you're asking him to be somebody he's just clearly not. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but, I, think, I mean, he should be better. He's not getting paid. Ten, sorry. sorry to come, but he's not getting paid $10 million a year to just like be the guy he normally is. Right. Like when you're getting that kind of cash, like I expect you to learn and grow a little bit. Like if, if you know, you got a fucking guy on wall street who, who's running Goldman Sachs, who's just making this like trading about the same kind of stocks every year as they keep getting worse. They're not going to say, Oh, well, that's who he is. Right. Like you're the head of a very large company here. Like you fucking learn and get better or else you should go. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think the thing is like, you kind of hit it head on there when you said he has a game plan and he sticks to it. And I think what's even more hilarious is like, we, we call for his head all the time. You know, like we, oh, we, we complain, we, we complain <laughs> about his play calling all the time. But like, I almost like, this is gonna sound insane, but like, I almost like don't respect how much he clearly folded to all the pressure because everybody yeah. this whole week oh, has yeah. been We're blasting, in head, everybody this whole <laughs> week has been blasting his diverse or his lack of diverse running you know like run play calls and stuff like that and the dude like jumped the shark with all the different run calls especially on the first drive like it was like the first drive was scripted just to prove a point like they called like every run play they had in the playbook and then they threw out of out of the pistol did you notice that on the first drive, yeah, they threw out a pistol. He is he and he is terrified of the criticism, dude. Like he like he heard everyone getting mad about his answer to Bill Landis, and instead of just like you know like being like, well, I'm a coach, I get paid all this money, he's just like, yep. no, I got I got to respond to the media. It's really <laughs> yeah. really funny. Like it was it was hilarious. It, it, like, it, it, like, uh, so you think it, that you think that you think Day's reading the posts, <laughs> dude? I was joking <laughs> about it first. Like, well, but like you think he's reading the posts? Like where like. Who do you think is I'm not, I'm not trying to be so arrogant to say that it's just our website, but clearly like the complaints about him are getting back to him 100%. Like he yeah. knows what's being said about them at this point. You can't, there's yeah. no other way to view it because every game is specific critique levied and every game he responds to it with by the over, exact way like, over him. Yes. Like every single game, like, like he's a hundred percent. And that's exactly what you're highlighting too, is like then another problem steeps in because it's like, you were right. so committed to a diverse running game that it's like, okay, but you forgot to like throw a screen pass to get the nine guys out of the box. <laughs> and, and, you know, like my thing is like, I'm, I'm willing to overlook this game because like, it was clear that even like the straight, just like short passes were being impacted. And I think that had to do with a lot of the drops and stuff that we saw too. So like, this is a larger point. Like it's not just specific to this game because I think this game is really easy to just like take and throw away because like that you're, you're not, you're not, I know like a lot of people were concerned because Ohio state played bad conditions against Michigan last year. And that was a big problem too. This is not the same thing as what Ohio state played in Michigan last year. It's it's not like, no, this is 40, 40 mile an hour consistent wins. Like you can't it's still whether that hampered the passing game though. 
Well, yeah, but like that's a normal thing. And like th- that happens in the NFL too. And when it happens in the NFL, those games end at like nine to six. Like it's not, it's not a new thing in football. And it happens every single every single time there's 40 mile an hour wins, it, it limits a team's offense. Like every single time. Like it's that's that's just yeah. what happens. And so like, yeah, Ohio State put up 21 points, but like that's kind of what you like if you didn't bet the under on this game you're a moron like looking at it 40 40 mile an hour wins like come on i don't even know what it was but like it it, it was too high and so um i i, I just like it's, it's it was really I think it was like 57 and a half i remember yeah. correctly it was, yeah, it, yeah nobody like was that. getting anywhere close to that and it, it's so clear like and that's just what happens in football if, if you're hearing this for the first time the most predictable way to determine whether a game is going to go over or under is crosswinds and that's exactly what we had and you had 40 mile an hour crosswinds like you're not going to score so i, I get yeah. it in a sense but um yeah it, it, the larger critique is is the exact same that it's like he clearly jumped the shark with trying to throw in as many weird runs as and and run reliefs as he could well, I think our answer is then we just have to start using our powers for good, right? We have to start like 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 I think I think the problem is here if if we're going to help Ryan Day out and get him win against Michigan, uh, the three of us just need to be smarter and start start game planning for Michigan ahead of time, right? We just got to start making complaints about what we think Michigan's going to do so he knows how to respond yeah. to it. We got we got to start playing 4D chess with this guy if he's this soft mentally. Who was it? Wasn't it like Elizabeth Warren that had like staff members like searching for like mean tweets like for her and stuff like Maybe they have a mean tweets guru who like every day just comes into the office and like Here this they is are. what they're yeah. saying about you on Twitter, sir. Speaking of uh, just kind of some insane posts going on in the Ohio State sphere, have you guys seen the Buckknots post that's circulating today? Oh yeah, uh, from no. a registered registered independent. I have not. Yeah, I have uh, not. You got you Kevin, got Kevin, I'll be the average. We're gonna person. treat you to this. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this to you guys just live oh, on the air amazing. so you can enjoy it. I get to have it's a live really, react. Really good. This is great. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Calling OSU or Coach Ryan Day, quote-unquote, soft has become the equivalent of authoritarian, free-speech-suppressing, anti-white racist, opposition-jailing, mainstream media-controlling, <laughs> Democrat Party politician screaming, racist, fascist, and now, quote, you are a threat to democracy at alarming <laughs> rates. <laughs> Whoa. He's in the heat of battle, bro. He's got like a six-kill streak going at this I point. I love this. <laughs> it's trendy today to scream quote soft on this board and the lemmings are jumping in and let it fly out of desperation and anger let's take a breath look closely at the tape for a day or two and figure out whether it's those guys who are quote soft or whether it's those screaming quote soft who are displacing their own quote softness <laughs> let's see if it was ryan let's see if it was coach day being too stubborn with scheme and play calling over a couple of tape studying days uh before we potentially project our softness on this team much like the president and his puppeteers have been projecting their racism and authoritarianism on their incompletely suppressed, non-racist, free speech promoting opponents. Hope I don't trigger anyone, but the analogy was too obvious not to throw out there. Give too our obvious. film breakdown. <laughs> give our film breakdown, guys. Time to look at the tape first. As we all know, as we all really know right now, is that the run game is struggling, and that our OL has not quote imposed its will on a bad Northwestern team. A lot of air quotes in here. Uh, oh, and by the way, don't forget to recruit ten people you know who don't always vote to do so this Tuesday. This is from a registered independent who is fed up with incompetency, incompetency in our authoritarian Congress. Uh, the post so has good. thirty-four upvotes. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just, I love that he just like, 
he like without providing any evidence at all or like any real argument just like made <laughs> like compared something he doesn't like to like six other things that he doesn't like he's probably and he's probably a state senator no in ohio <laughs> yeah right he's probably like, was, like 30th most powerful person in the state were, were there were there random capitalizations in that post uh, oh, of course. Yeah, you got to know that. We're, I mean, there's less random capitalizations, but really a lot of just like every fifth or sixth word is just in quotes and it's unclear why. Yeah, that's good too. Uh, that's good. Which is too. a classic Ken Stickney style posting, honestly. Is there, are there a bunch of ellipses in there too? Because that usually happens. No too. ellipses. That's how you would know uh, it's him. If it was him, it's just a lot of like a lot of exclamation points, though. Um, yeah, really good. Really, really good stuff. That's guys. tremendous. That, um, that clearly is what's wrong. I hope that one gets back to Ryan Day. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> and as I was in a, I'm in a group DM with uh, Colton Denning and, and uh, Gus. And uh, as they were saying, like, the funniest part about this is just that, like, Ryan Day is the most liberal coach of any big team in the country. For sure. Like, it, <laughs> For sure. He's just a registered Democrat. Like, you know, he's like a, a Joe. He's the definition of like a Joe Biden Democrat, 100%. Right. Yeah. Like, just like, yeah, that, that's incredible. All around incredible. I'm, I'm I love how like, that he tosses, like, he's like, his whole thing is like, you know, other people are soft when he's just having to melt down over like, Online, people, yeah. like, the, Calling the, other like people soft. The fans, you like think that Ryan Day is like their personal friend. They yes. kill me, dog. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, the, it's, it's really, it people. So there's this thing with, um, it's it's the Twilight books. I can't, I can't believe I'm going to, into the Twilight books. I haven't read them, but from what I understand about how they're written, they're the protagonist is basically a blank slate, so that like the like you know tween girls that are reading the book can project themselves onto <laughs> that blank slate, like all of their yeah. own like personality and stuff like that. So like they're part of the story, and I feel like people do that with their favorite players and coaches. Like they decide what their personality is. They decide what they like. They decide how they think and stuff like that. And it really isn't grounded in reality at all. It's just like what they think. And they like this person because they're a football player, or a football coach. And they just decide like, this is also true of this coach that I know nothing about and don't know personally. I, I saw that a lot with like urban Meyer. They're like, urban would never say or do blank. He definitely thinks this. It's like, how do you know, brother? You've never met him. You know, and I, I get it. Like I used to observe sports through that lens, you know, but then I turned 12. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, it's, and it's, uh, it's wild. I, I always love when like that, that veil is like shattered for people too. When like they see a player like posting something that they don't agree with on Twitter and they're just like crushed. Like it just crushes their like self-worth. Cause they're like, I thought this guy was somebody who's clearly not like I saw that with like Michael Bennett posting things online and they're like, I can't believe you're posting things like this. It's like, brother, like I'm a person who has thoughts like, you know, my, uh, my favorite one is the guys who subscribe to message boards to always just post like whenever there's like an argument going on, like, why don't we just let the coaches sort this out? Yeah. Uh, it's like, that's full of thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tremendous. so funny. You, you pay for a message board. You to... pay money to just be like, well, I think we should just trust the coaches on this one. guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's really 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 good it's so i mean that's those are my favorite kind of people honestly. i don't i don't like, think we've just, ever had that posted on our board like even once oh like, no trust, if that, it's, it's just I'll not let a thing you know right now if you're someone who posts that unironically on our board to argue with me i will ban you outright i i will be banning you that day I, like, no no i refund. feel like people like that wouldn't even get through like our about us section or whatever no yeah no yeah. they're certainly not here yeah 
Yeah, that, that's always great. Yeah. Speaking of, the board went fucking crazy this weekend. Yeah, it uh, did. The, this uh, was, this all the, the game perfect. threads come. Yeah, all the game threads combined hit like two thousand posts, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was a perfect storm of of everything, you know, especially in Buckeye Land. Like you had the you had the chaos that ended up just being fine, which is the sweet spot. You know, you don't actually want like a, a crushing loss. You just want it to be like like horrible at first and then like fine. And then you had all the the late game chaos too. That it, yeah, I don't know. It was it was just a perfect storm all around. So, yeah, happy about that. Was this? I mean, when's the last time we had a weekend of college football this good? This was so fun. Uh, and it was, it, really yeah, was, it was all awesome. just the late night too. It was awesome to just sit on the sidelines and just watch it all happen. It's like, oh well, we got our win. And and like C.J. Stroud went from like playing himself out of the Heisman Trophy to watching like Hendon Hooker just like give it back to him. That was incredible. I've never seen anything. And like Bryce Young. Like, yeah, Bryce and Bryce Young, Young yeah. yeah, yeah. The only the only person is like what Bo Nix. You're gonna give Bo Nix the Heisman? Come on. Right. I mean, it's it's it, like Blake Corum had a pretty workman like day, I guess. But like, it seems like Michigan isn't like do like they're not playing any big games at all. So I feel like no one really like their offense is so boring that no one really cares what Blake Corum's doing, which is kind of funny because he is a fantastic player. He's also not like flashy enough for them to like give it to him. You know, like especially yeah. when there's not having Jameer Gibbs runs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that'll that'll change if he Bianca Batuka's us. That's true. Yeah. Sure. That's true. That's true. Because that's what that's no, what he's an incredible player. player. I, I, yeah, I wanna I wanna be clear. Like I think he's amazing to watch. Same. And some of the those cuts he makes is incredible or incredible, but like I am just it's kind of tough. It's really tough to be a running back nowadays and win the Heisman. You have to you I, have I to be like transcendent. Like you have to be like yeah. Christian McCaffrey, Reggie Bush, like like either put up gigantic numbers or have like really cool highlight plays and stuff. And Blake Corum, like for as good as he is, like his runs are kind of boring, you know, like he just like yeah. outruns everybody or like jukes somebody. He's not, he's not no Sean Morenoing people and like jumping over, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's just, I think what's also difficult too is like, like I bet if Bijan, if Texas had gone like 10 and two or 11 to one this year, I bet Bijan would have had a chance. But I think the fact that like Corum is five, eight, and mm-hmm. like, I, he's clearly an NFL back. Don't get me wrong, but like, he's not like a slam dunk top three back in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like people, you know, like we can acknowledge the college football writers are really stupid and really lazy. Like they don't For really sure, yeah. watch a lot of games. Like, like I don't know. Like they only know like twelve players in the country. Um, <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just like you get on there and hear national media. It's so fucking annoying. I was so annoyed yesterday. I've been annoyed all season. Obviously, every time I just see national media types talking about. Ohio State or any kind of game, really any football game at all. Anytime I see a national media person posting at all, I kind of get annoyed. Um, but it was especially bad yesterday as they were all like, well, clearly, uh, you know, we now know that Michigan has to be the favorite going to Columbus this weekend as Michigan's losing at halftime at Rutgers. Uh, it's awesome. Just fucking asinine. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there are a few. Was it was it Mandel had one that was like, I don't understand. Yeah, why Stu was yeah. cooking. Stu said the Michigan was... offense doesn't have any flaws. Uh, yeah, that was that was good. Because their downfield passing attack is lethal. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God. Uh, there was a really good one here. That that's sidelines uh, network. You guys know what they're doing? That, that it's like a, it's like a fan account network. It's a few for each school. But anyway, their Clemson site tweeted: Ohio State is 0 out of five on drive against one and seven Northwestern. The best offense in the country can't score on a team that has one win in eight games. College football at its finest. Followed up by the sidelines Alabama account replying. But sidelines Clemson, I thought the mighty Ohio State had the number one quarterback and number one wide receiver for in the country. How is this possible? <laughs> this image is See, I don't I don't disaster. know, man. Let's start with the eighty mile an hour gusts. <laughs> yeah. But even just those coming there, like 
Those coming from the Clemson of Bama fan accounts. On oh, it's Saturday. so good. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, there's so another good. one from a Clemson account that was like, you know, I can't wait to the talking heads talk about what a gritty win this is for Ohio State. Yeah, Man. It, it was it was Clemson people were talking the most shit. And it's like, on one hand, I get it from Clemson because they like they did have a good resume, like in terms of a good resume, like like they were like they had good wins and stuff like that. But like they were the most clearly flawed and not great team that was like in college football playoff consideration and everybody knew it except Clemson fans. So it was so good just to hear him talking. Cause it's like, buddy, like everybody knows what's going to happen the minute you play somebody with a pulse. And turns out they didn't even have to get there. All they had to do was play Notre Dame, you know, and we it's saw like when Notre you go, Dame it's like when you go on vacation for like a week and you're just not that I would know anything about this, but you just go on like a week long bender and you know, time doesn't mean anything. Money doesn't mean anything. Like you have zero responsibilities. And then next thing you know, you've got the equivalent of 14 Cuban pesos in your pocket and your brain, the flight doesn't get canceled because <laughs> you might be living in Cuba for a while. Um, that's like where Clemson is at right now. Like they're in the cab, they're going through alcohol withdrawals. Like, cause they had such that crazy run for Clemson for so long. They were just, you know, it was Clemson. And this is, this is a universal analogy too, that we all, this applies to us too. <laughs> Everyone. The bill's coming due. The bill is coming due on their run. And me personally, I'm going to enjoy it because it can't happen to a more insufferable fan base or coach. So, so let's talk about it because uh, I, so I was on, me and Patrick did our, one of our premium podcasts for the field about kind of, after Bama lost to Tennessee, we kind of did the whole, is Bama dying thing? And, and like to me, I wrote about this in my article, but I, I kind of, which you can read at midfield.com if you subscribe, um, something like that in a month, great website, et cetera. Um, but uh, I, I, was, I was talking about like, it feels like a changing of the guard this weekend, right? Like Saban just lost again. Uh, obviously, you know, losing to, losing to, uh, losing to, uh, Tennessee is one thing, uh, but losing to LSU the way they did, they kind of looked like they were just physically outmatched too. LSU looked faster and stronger. And Saban them. wasn't even getting after it. Like he wasn't even like going ballistic on the sidelines. No, it's going to be, it's going to be the second time in what four seasons they missed the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be, gonna, I was thinking about this too. They're not going to miss the playoffs. They're going to miss a new year six bowl. Because right now, Possibly. unless 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 LSU, LSU could lose, but LSU will probably be ahead of them. Tennessee and Georgia could all be ahead of them if they went out, which is easy, like they easily could. And unless two of those teams get in the playoff, and I don't really think they will at this point, then you're talking about Alabama on in like the Capital One Bowl. That'd be fucking really hilarious. funny. Yeah, we need to see that. But they've also okay. <laughs> it's really good. But I guess the question is. Is he going to retire? Like, does he really want to keep doing this? I, I don't know. Like, you know, is there an end in sight? Like, I don't, you know, like well, they're losing Bryce Young. He, he has to fire both these coordinators, right? These yeah. guys suck. Like Pete yeah, Golden and Bill are not year. getting it done. Yeah. Pete Golden should have been gone hundred percent. Uh, Bill O'Brien, I tend to think is not getting the job done, but he might get a head coaching job somewhere. He might just like, like do what he did with Lane Kiffin and send him to FAU or something yeah. like that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, man. These guys suck. Uh, they're bad. They're really bad at their jobs. Uh, and then Clemson too, like the product keeps getting worse, right? All Dabo ever does uh, is hire guys from within, promote from within, hire like we watered down clones of already watered down clones of already watered down clones. It just yeah. keeps doing that. 
and it's getting worse. They're developing less talent. They don't have a ton of NFL dudes anymore. They can't treat his quarterback rotation like a Browns coach. <laughs> exactly. And it really does. It feels like the end of an era, right? Like this has been what college football was from 2015 to 2020. Right. And it feels like it's done. Boy. In in for for as much as we criticize Ryan Day too, if you look at like what Clemson and, and Alabama has evolved too, but Clemson has not evolved. They're the same team. No. They run the same stuff. They run the same defense. They run the same offense that they have since. I mean, and you had like Sammy Watkins out there. I, I, like it's changed to a point, but like they don't adjust to their personnel. They don't adjust to their quarterback or anything like that. And Ryan Day, like for all his flaws. He does. You know, it's a very different offense than what JT Barrett ran. It's a very different offense than what Dwayne Haskins ran. It's honestly an, even a different offense than what um, Justin Fields ran at Ohio State. He changes it every year based on his quarterback, based on his personnel. Um, we're not running the crossing routes that that became huge with KJ Hill and Paris uh, Campbell, which maybe we should go back to that. But that's a different, different story. <laughs> Clemson doesn't change shit, and they haven't for like 10 years. And so, like, I think that that's really a lot of the issue here is like eventually you're going to get lapped and so like i is it's really enjoyable to watch all these teams falter in like this end of an era like you're talking about because like i feel fine you know based on all the people that are coming in based on how the defense has changed um based on how ohio state's been recruiting like i maybe this is naive but like i'm looking at all these other teams in the country and i'm like ah, it can't be me you know like (laughs) it's just it's just nice Dabba probably just thinks he has to pray harder (laughs) <laughs> maybe Man, he does they are so cooked dude they are so cooked yeah. they can lose North Carolina they can 100% lose North Carolina they, they wouldn't even win the conference this year another one you think Alabama's going to beat Ole Miss this week because I don't think that's a given yeah I I, sucks. it would have been, been kind of nice the... to see him get into the playoffs though get a 2-3 Clemson, matchup oh, or something I've been saying this yeah I wanted yeah. Clemson to go undefeated it's actually bad for us but it's still funny yeah um I mean, like we're trending. If TCU drops one game, you can just book the Ohio, the Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan playoff. Just book yeah. it. It's done. Yeah, that's what it would be. That's true. <laughs> like maybe the, the only thing, the only thing making this exciting yeah. or Oregon, but I don't know with the way Oregon I think Oregon. Got, I think they would put Tennessee over Oregon at this point. I think so too, because they played Georgia tighter. Yeah, yeah. and also like uh, especially if they win out too. I mean, if, I mean they went out and Bama wins out, they would have. They'd probably have two wins better than Oregon's best win. That's true. I guess I guess even better. The only option other than that would be like a USC or UCLA. You're right. Yeah, if I think they, yeah. So I, if they're the Pac-12 champion instead, that's probably what it would be. But you're right. I, I, think, already, I think as that's you guys know, we all I think every Buckeye fan just by genetic nature runs playoff scenarios for the final like 16 it, weeks of the season. Yeah, I was thinking about this. <laughs> Nobody does that like Ohio State fans do, and I think it's because the very first season. As soon as Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech, we're mapping it out. Like, and the next just, like four, though, you know, right? like, you know, like, what I'm every year out. it came. To, uh, oh, go ahead, hit me. Home field apparel and what I'm going to be wearing to the playoffs. Woo. What are you going to wear? I've something ridiculous, something silky. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to definitely know where I'm going to get it from, though. Home field apparel. Uh, code meet at midfield for 15 percent off. You can't get that anywhere else, and that's a one-time deal. So don't, you know, go big or go home because if you try to double dip like I did, your credit will be denied at the store. So, <laughs> but if we get people to buy more more apparel, then maybe our credit at the general store will be re-up. So 
Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they do also, they pay us in company dollars, which is, um, you know, it's not ideal, but we do have a lot of good shirts now, um, which is great for us. A lot of fine vintage collegiate apparel. And, and DJ, you've always been a company man, uh, which I know is why it's huge. That, that's you. what people generally tell. You know, that's the number one thing on my resume, company man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is a lifetime contract with them as well. So we are obligated to do this forever. Uh, we can't quit the podcast. We actually we actually uh, have to be buried in home field apparel. That's part of the contract yeah. too. So and I would die. be anyway. I, I, of yeah. course, I would be anyway. But it's still nice to to know that we won't have to think about it. You know. Uh, my loved ones. Uh, but it's they, true. It's they, one less decision. And you can exactly. too. You know, you can too. You can yeah. go ahead and put that in your will. Um, so it's mm-hmm. just one, just take that off your loved one's plate. Like, I'm going to be wearing this this uh, Ohio State script, script Ohio t-shirt when you put me in the our, box. Yeah, and... here's our promise. If you if you put home field apparel in your will, uh, we'll read a question from you live on the air. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Good with me. Uh, yeah. So anyway, go get your fine vintage collegiate apparel at, at homefieldapparel.com. That code meet at midfield, 15% off your first order. Um, you know, support the Buckeyes, support meet at midfield, and subscribe to meet at midfield.com too, the internet's finest college football website. Um, also, guys, my new obsession lately has been, I've been, uh, I've been comparing, obviously, like, we're probably, like, a third of the size of some of the bigger Buckeye websites out there, if not smaller than that. Uh, but I have been like comparing our activity and the game threads on Ohio State games to theirs. We have the most rabid posters on the internet, like by far. It's like, not even are, close. Yeah, these <laughs> these guys are at least tripling us up, if not like quadrupling us on forum size. And we are getting like double the posts they are in our game threads. It is out of hand. Yeah, we yeah, have. I mean, the most insane aggressive posters on earth to our to our. It is. It's one of those things where like in the game thread. I'll like sit out, like I won't post for like a couple plays and I'll like click through and there's like three pages and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, buddy, I'm, I'm trying to tweet and post some clips here too. Like you guys need to yeah. chill a little bit. Yeah. There's, there's no reg. We need, we need some more registered independence. To... Yeah. I'll just say yeah. this. We have militia on call if we ever need it. Those, those guys are going to war for us. I can already tell you that. Um, I love it, but but uh, you know, I don't can't, know. I mean, can't wait just... to read this quote in the FBI indictment against us. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh man! I'm still waiting for that legal action we heard about a few weeks ago. By the way, that should be coming any day now. I think. Right? I think yeah, so. I keep every yeah. every trip to the mailbox is just written in anxiety. Like, is this the day? I mean, Kurt Barton. What what do you say? <laughs> a lottery type day. So I'm glad I went from some broke bum from a pot. To, I didn't have a pot to piss into. You know, somebody who had lottery money. Yeah, but, uh, it hasn't happened. I'm sure they're getting around to it. The, it might yeah, have got it, lost in postal service. I'm sure yeah, they probably they're just busy. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I've been it's seeing holiday like, season. You know, some guy some guy approached me on Parsons Avenue the other day. I thought this is it. I'm about <laughs> to get served. <laughs> what, yeah. Would that would that be in the top five things that you would expect to be served from though? Yeah, it'd be up there. It'd be up something there. rooster related to Naraj Antani probably, probably, but. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I've had people so come funny. To me, like they're like, oh, like I had an insurance guy. He's like, you know, we we sell uh, we sell insurance for that. Now my buddy, my insurance, like I will be so far out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> my insurance is Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, my my insurance is like Cuba or something. Yeah, DJ's gonna be sleeping on my couch down here in lovely Buenos Aires. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. uh 
I do find it funny that I, I, I don't go back to Columbus very often anymore, like maybe once or twice a year now that I moved out. But uh, both, like the last couple of times I've been back, I've seen Niraj Antani twice uh, at the same bar. Uh, it just feels like he's just like lizarding his way around up there now. Uh, yeah, he, and also, he, I mean, he has a great life. I mean, these guys make like 70 grand a year and they work maybe 50 days, maybe. And they've been off for like a couple months, Like he doesn't even have to campaign. Like he's, he's never won a vote, just rolls around eating swanky dinners. Like he has <laughs> literally he has rolls life, around. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really funny, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm sure you do. Uh, and Kevin, maybe we'll delete this. Maybe not. I don't really care. But that he has, uh, you know, gone on public dates with a member of the Buckeye media is yeah. very, very funny. Yeah, yeah, he has. I forgot about that. But yes, that is true. And it wasn't God, me. That... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was Bill it Landis. Was, man. It was Bill, Bill Landis. Landis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Since yeah. you should have tweeted those bad signals, that, uh, those bad emojis, <laughs> Bill. Yeah. One of them did go out. I did see Bill. Bill got... Uh... <laughs> No, did he get one. Signaled. He, 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 he did. sent it to me. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, that's good <laughs> that stuff. Funny. Um, no, so like obviously we don't care about this past week's Ohio State game, right? We're good. We talked about it enough just to say. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I guess I guess the, the only thing the only thing that still sticks out was uh, CJ Stroud ran the ball. That was cool. Yeah, and like cool. I, I guess like if like I was saying, like you can't run the ball or you can't pass the ball. Um, you got to do something else, and that something else ended up being. CJ Stroud running the ball. And if you really go back and look, even at that Mayan Williams touchdown run, um, the fact that CJ ran the ball earlier in the game, I really think actually helped Mayan there. Because if you look that cornerback, he delays just like a split second to cover CJ Stroud running to the outside. And that kind of gave Mayan Williams a chance to like bounce back out. So just like the threat that he like might run once or twice a game, as we've been saying. Yeah. And the threat was always there. The it has, was, yeah. I mean, all the defenders knew that it was a possibility, but it actually he just never that done he can it. do it. Yeah. But it's like you said during the game, it was hilarious that he tried, he tried you know, busted that 44 yard run. And <laughs> two plays later, he's throwing out hesitation steps yep. on the perimeter. <laughs> hey, he thinks he's Braxton Miller. That was so good. He, cause he had the corner for a little bit too. And I was like, he, he might race into so the pylon. Funny. And then he hits the hesitation step. And I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Man. He looked pretty he's, good doing it, though. I'll say, yeah, he, he, he looked good. He's, good running. He's he's more than a capable runner, and I think that's why it's been. I mean, my thing with Dwayne Haskins, like it's not Dwayne Haskins, where when Dwayne Haskins was running, it was like, whoa, buddy, like just maybe let's just like uh, throw the ball away. But CJ Stroud's like he's <laughs> more than he, he's more than a capable runner, you know. Like I, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I think that's what's made it more frustrating. It's like there's plenty of open space. We've seen you do it. We've seen you have like a 45 yard touchdown run. Just like talk it, brother. Like talk it brother it's not i don't know but he did um and, and more than that like it wasn't even just him doing it ryan day was calling called quarterback runs like i think both of his big runs were called quarterback runs which is pretty cool so maybe that's what it takes maybe it just takes ryan day like actually calling the play to get him to do it but um all in all i i really liked that and it's gonna make other teams have to like worry about it in the in the run game especially when there's really uh nothing else to to worry about um if you can't pass the ball but Hopefully that is the only time that Ohio State will not be able to physically pass the ball downfield yeah. uh, in the near future. Because also, I, but really quick before, before we get through on to that, speaking of quarterback running, how about Justin Fields, dude? You guys, yeah, right. You yeah. Today? yeah, yeah. He had he broke the the regular season record for Michael Vick's record for um, most rushing yards in a single game. I think it was one forty eight or something like that. 
178, um, I think. Yeah, 178. Yeah, he, yeah, he had like a, a 61 yard touchdown run or something like that. He's weaving around. Like he looked like Michael Vick. And he had three touchdown 100%. passes, too. Three touchdown passes. I, too. I have zero animosity with the Bears. I mean, my biggest animosity with the Bears was that they weren't even like coaching him, basically. Yeah. Last yeah. year. I mean, it'd he's, be cool, to see, it it'd be on, cool to see him, you know, turn them into a playoff team. I know, I know they lost today, but still, I mean, he looks a lot better. I think looked, I posted on our board, but but like, uh, sorry, sorry. But over the last like uh, over the last three weeks, he's completed over seventy percent of his passes on average in those three games, mm-hmm. uh, and is like I think he he's accounted for nine of the team's ten touchdowns in the last three games. Uh, he he's just the whole offense. He's got at least sixty percent of their yards in all, in the last four games. Yeah, in the last like four, a few weeks, he's just absolutely turned it on. He's he's it, at least rec- at least recently he looks like far better than uh, than Trevor Lawrence or. Um... Uh, Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson. Trey, um, Lance even Trey Lance has been, yeah. yeah, he's been injured, but like, I don't know. And then even like injury is not um, necessarily like a quarterback or a player's fault. Like there's plenty of things that can happen, but like the thing with fields too, is when he's running around, like he's not your like regular lanky fast quarterback. He's built like a running back. So if he's taking hits and mm-hmm. stuff too, like you're not really worried that he's going to like die. Because you saw it at Ohio State. That dude got beat up all the time, and he just, like, hopped right back in. Like, you weren't really worried. You weren't, like, calling for him to slide or anything like that. Like, um, so I, I just think with his – all that to say, I, I think his running is sustainable. Like, it's not just, like, a cool thing that happens every now and then. Like, he can be a legitimate threat in the running game because I think that he would be an NFL running back if he wanted to. Like, if he w- started that in high school and was, like, went through the process of being a running back. Like, he's built like a running back. He has the, like – legs and the lower body of a running back so I, I don't know i just think he's a really unique talent and um it's hilarious that he fell as far as he did and it's even more hilarious that like trevor lawrence has not looked anywhere near the can't miss talent that everyone uh double, double dad special yeah right even that like, feels is also feels has also played baseball too so he can slide yeah, yeah, uh, it's crazy. He was a really good baseball player. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, honestly, shout out to the sport of baseball for being why he came to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I was. I'm still waiting for him to suit up uh, for the Ohio State baseball team. I, I hear it's coming. I think he's going to go back to school and play baseball. I've heard that. We're hearing it more and more. So that's right. He's going to be JR Smith first. Chris Winkie. Yeah, yeah. first Chris Winkie. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, any any other games around the country you guys get into uh, besides ours? Like, I mean, I know we talked about Bama, uh, did Illinois you lost, Tennessee, Georgia, Illinois, Illinois lost. lost. That was shocking. Um, yeah, tough for my brand personally. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw, I, I saw Wisconsin fan was like, Belima has a has a habit of showing his worst self at the worst possible time. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, bad. That was I mean, they, they still control their own destiny. Like if they if they win next weekend against Purdue, they're going to be. It's pretty hard for them to uh to like miss the Big Ten title game, but it's still possible. Because I mean, I'm not going. I was thinking about going to Indianapolis for the game. I was talking about talking to Stacy about it. And she was like, "So you would buy like the stuff now, like before it's actually secured?" I'm like, "Yeah, like it's called gambling, sweetheart. And I think we're <laughs> yeah. going to beat Michigan, you know." But like, sure. man, I. If it's Wisconsin again, I I ain't going. I'm not going for. Well, I, would, I mean, I guess there's a possibility that the assistant coach could get drunk again and you know give me the game plan, yeah. quality control coach. But it's I, dude, it can't. They can't keep getting away with it. I will. I will be there because I love those games so much. Just like 
it's like the one time a year when you get to watch an Ohio State game from just like a, the comfort of like NFL luxury. Like it just, it's almost like an earned right, you know, by just like sitting yeah. in those damn bleachers, you like get it yeah. at the end of the season. You're like, this is what a game is supposed to be like. So I don't it's know, kind everyone, of right. If you honestly, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, if you're just not taking advantage of that and not celebrating it, like, come on, like what, what are you even doing? So I will be there. Um, you guys can come hang out with me at Kilroy's. We're going to have some breadsticks, but um, hopefully we go. see some media fights. <laughs> oh, good God. I am. I am praying should, for it. <laughs> honestly, that should be the premium we do before the big 10 title game. We should just tell that story. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I, mean, I, don't I, think would, I don't think most, I mean, I would, I would, I would, were you, were you there, Ryan? I wasn't there, but I heard about it from you the next day. Cause I, you and I were drinking uh, together the next day. Yeah. If you probably. recall DJ, we were planning to go to that game together. Yeah. Uh, and then we kept, we kept waiting to buy tickets and waiting to buy them. And then you didn't want to go at all. I, I won't say why <laughs> on the air. <laughs> I, I'll refrain from saying a while on the air, but, uh, there's a damsel uh, in distress. If I recall, <laughs> this was, this was pre-Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Pre-Stacy, pre-Stacy. I wasn't doing anything I wasn't allowed to do, but there's yeah. a damsel in distress, if I recall. And, yeah. uh, and I was, so I ended up going to the stadium cause you were dipping out and it was like, I was going to go in at halftime and I was going to just ask the guys at the front gate, like, can I buy a ticket? And it was high school guys working it. And they were just like, hey, you can just walk in, dude. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. So I just, so they're like, can you give us like 10 bucks? And I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> so I Hustling, hell yeah. I, I Venmo the kid ten bucks. And he was like, "Yeah, go ahead and go in. Just don't sit down in the seat anywhere. You can have standing room only, all you want." And I was like, "Great, man, thank you." I love. I got a half pint of Jack Daniels and got a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Yeah, that, was, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, pretty easy to do. If you ever if you're trying to get to a ball game sold out, just try to go at halftime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was there one, one time. I was there halftime and this couple was there and i was standing we were in this lobby and we were like god it reeks of weed reeks of weed and this girl was like oh that's us and they were from atlanta they were had driven up ohio state fans had driven up from atlanta we were like that's cool and they i was like let me get you guys a drink and so as i'm buying a drink i turn around and they're both handcuffed and the cops are like <laughs> going through their bags and like search them and they found weed and like i think pills in their bag and they arrested them both and they were like crying about their car and how it was going to get towed and if, if you've never been to indianapolis it's just that's the kind of magic that happens in Indianapolis. it is yeah especially when when there's like an event in indianapolis like especially a, a the big 10 championship game and stuff we've talked a lot about how unruly ohio state fans are just imagine those in like a all in like a contained environment but just like yeah. i don't know it's it, yeah, it's a scene, uh, and I think everybody. In a, in a down, it's basically the same as downtown Columbus, just cut a thousand ways by trains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, all in all, that's a great place. I will be there. We'll see. Illinois will be there. Um, I, I'm pretty confident the Bucks are going to be there. I I don't know. Even even this, I was nervous for a little bit about the the inability to stop the run or whatever against Northwestern, but like. It's going to be fine. I, I they were just playing light personnel, too. They were like, uh, they kind of seemed to just be aware that Northwestern wouldn't actually finish the drive because, like, they were sending in like a sixth lineman and like two tight ends. Right. And, it seemed like they were con really content to weather those runs. Yeah. And Ohio State was just like, no, we're just running that usual 4 2 5 out. We'll be all right. And uh, yeah. they were all right. It worked out. I will say, uh, you know, I love Larry Johnson. He's probably the greatest of all time at what he does. Continuing to play Javante Jean Baptiste and like important <laughs> drives is mind-numbing it is, is it just insane. like load management like at this it's, point it, like, it probably is 
But it's, come on now. I don't know. Like last year, they were lying to us saying that Tyreek Williams wasn't conditioned enough to play down the stretch around the season as he was getting like three snaps a game. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, Mike Hall is losing snaps after being the best lineman on the team the first half of the year. JT Tumalola and Zach Harris on the sideline together at the same time on a fourth quarter drive. We only had a one score lead. Like, what's going on? At a certain point in time, like, he's just, he needs to figure this shit out. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It, it was, the thing is, it's really weird. He wears number eight and, Zach Harrison wears number nine and mm-hmm. they like look the same. They like, and John, John Devonte Baptiste is like a, um, or Javante John Baptiste, sorry, um, is a, uh, like, he's like a great value version of Zach Harrison in my opinion. Yeah. And like, he's so so skinny dude. It's, it's really funny to see him and like, they're running to the boundary or something like that. And you see somebody going to making a play and your eye deceives you and you think it's Zach Harrison and then he misses the tackle and you're like, Oh, no, now it makes sense. I got the number wrong, but that and happened to me like three just, times. He just misses the tackle too. He's always like he's a backpack too. Like he's just hanging on to yeah. the guy for dear life and not making a difference. That's insane. Yeah. You're a defensive end, dude. You're supposed to, you're a senior defensive end. How are you still letting some running back drag you around? Like what? Are, well, like he's, he's in the pretty, weight room, dude. Eat a couple he's, burgers. He's a pretty fine <laughs> pass rusher, I think. And like that's the thing. But like, why was he subbing in for the best run defender on the roster? in a game where you can only run the ball you know like that that's what got me it's like zach harrison's on the sideline and they're running the ball right at him and he's like getting carried for eight yards and i don't know it was it was bizarre if you're playing like you know you're playing tennessee or something and you need him to sub in for a play like that's fine he can pass rush he's probably a, a like perfectly capable pass rusher not by not the top four pass rushers on the team but like you need to spell somebody and whatever, but in a game where like they're running, I don't know, like 13 personnel and they're running the ball every single play. Cause they can't throw it. Like, what are we doing here? So yeah, that was, that was bizarre. Um, I, I'm hoping it's just what DJ was saying, where it's just load management where it's like, yeah, we don't need to play anybody, but it was weird. Um, yeah, there, there have been a lot of those really weird decisions. It's like, why is this dude on the field? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jerron Cage, he had a couple really good plays on uh, on Saturday too. He was just eating the line of scrimmage a few times. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I I think the defensive line is better than the numbers indicate that it is. And uh, I think it, it's downright good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, it's it's really good and it's really deep too, in my opinion. Um, it's just it probably ends up going deeper than it probably should. So let's just trim up this rotation a little bit and we'll be all good. I think that uh, Jerron, I, I think all four of the defensive tackles right now are playing well, right? I, I would say Cage is probably fourth in that group to me, but yep. like, uh, uh, like Vincent, Tyleek, and Michael Hall, when they're allowed to play, uh, are all very good. Um, Zach Harrison and JT are to play out of their mind. Jack Sawyer has been pretty disappointing, I would say. Um, uh, he doesn't really do anything. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I can name an impact play he's made yet this season. He had he had a few in this game, like maybe and by a few I mean like maybe once or twice I saw him make a tackle. So like it's not yeah. it's not big, but I don't think it's enough that I'm like worried. I think if you get him in the game and maybe even like a year or two more, like he's going to be a dominant player or whatever. Um, it's just like clearly uh, JT and Zach Harrison are the two best defensive ends on the team right now, so they're the guys that need to play. But. Um, I don't know. I, I I think he will be fine, and I'm still excited to see him play 
opposite JT for the next year to whatever. JT's not going to be here for two years, but um, next year, I think he'll be fine. But yeah, you're right. It's not, I think it's very clear who the better, um, more immediate impact player was out of that class. And I think everybody kind of was in on Jack Sawyer for a little bit. I, I, I think everybody was. He's. He's the fourth yeah. best lineman in that group. Yeah, I, I think so too. Mm. But I think everybody was really in on him because that spring game he had like a bunch of fake sacks on touch football. But um, you know, I I don't know. Uh, he just has not been. He's not been JT, and uh, I don't know how much that's his fault. But because I mean, it took it took Zach Harrison a long time to kind of develop too. Like what was Zach Harrison in his second year too? So I'm willing to wait. But you're right. He's not. He's not that guy right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's not. happening under vegan grandpas a lot. Yeah, more concerning too. What yeah. Do you mean, what'd you say? I said that it's happening under vegan grandpa, who's like shown. I mean, he's revitalized right, multiple that's like guys. Kind of guy. You know, yeah. on the defense yeah. Yeah. and. Yeah, and Jack's supposed to be like the prototype for his that Jack position too, right? That's exactly right. what he's supposed to be able to do. Um, right. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure he'll get together eventually. But I mean, the fact that, of course, Mick fattened him up the second he got to campus probably isn't helpful. I, I didn't really. Yeah. I, those pictures, was it Devsco? Somebody posted on Twitter or the, maybe the game. Triple Chain Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's really weird because, like, it, th- that's exactly what the issue is because he has so much weight that he, like, has to play almost a down lineman position when he really would be a lot better as a hand up, you know speed kind of guy um i mean he could even play straight up linebacker like he could play tommy eichenberg's position with the way that he played in high school he's a really athletic sort of guy so um i don't know i maybe have him cut weight move him around i think that could be a thing but as he is right now it's it, it seems like he doesn't have a position yeah yeah for sure um well, uh, I don't know. You guys got anything else? I feel like I'm oh, just about to another out. one. Is 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 J.K. Johnson the worst tackling cornerback that you've ever oh, seen? He fucking suck. One of the worst cornerbacks I've ever seen. Period. He's fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah he's he's reached at the point where I don't even like bagging on him because it's just like I I fault his boss for putting him out there in the first. Yeah, place. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. but I mean, but I'll say this: like we like I. I'm not worried about any team left in the schedule being able to pass on us. Uh, uh, even Maryland, we kind of thought would be a good pass on offense coming into the season, and they're they're pretty bad. Um, like as long as Cam Brown's healthy by the playoff, we'll be okay. Yeah. But I don't want to see in a meaningful snap any corner besides Cam Brown, Denzel Burke, and Jordan Hancock playing the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, J.K. Johnson needs to sit the bench and never play again. Well, like, with- realistically, we he can transfer. I, I, we're cool. And, and, and the thing is with, with the safeties too, if you want to put th- trot out McAllister um, and Proctor and Ronnie Hickman, if those three guys are on the field at the same time, like you don't have to go that deep at cornerback because you already have three defensive backs on the field. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not super worried about it, but I think like with corners, a lot of times it does take them a little bit to be um, super good in coverage. Like maybe it takes a year or two for them to, you know, develop as co- kind of coverage guys because some of these guys come out of high schools where they're not really getting thrown at or targeted a lot, and that's just kind of a new thing. But for him to just be completely atrocious in the running game in a game where you knew they were going to run the ball and he just like could not make a tackle, that was kind of the most concerning thing for me. Um, yeah, like usually, yeah, like like I remember even, even Damon Arnett when he was struggling those those years before he like kind of blew up and had. Uh, that that really good um, final year, he was a really good run defender. Like he was really good at, at kind of setting that edge and uh, 
getting there and making the tackles, uh, beating blocks on the end. But man, J.K. Johnson just isn't even doing that. He doesn't do shit, dude. There's, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be uh, too much of a dick here. But there's nothing he has done well in the football field this season. He has not had a like a good moment. And and what's what's that say about all the other corners too? If he's the one that they keep trotting out there. Sure. Well, they're all freshmen, I guess. What you could say, like still, but like, yeah. what, what what are we waiting for at this point? You know, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, and they did start to play Jair Brown over him. I, I thought on uh, on Saturday, right? Jair Brown yeah. started getting some reps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Imagine what this team would look like if we, if you know, Jeff Halfley didn't focus over and we kept Clark Phillips, huh? Yeah. Uh, or Jordan Battle. American, or Jordan Battle. Yeah, sure would be cool. Um, yeah. Oh well, what can you do? But yeah, or, yeah, or, or, or if they decided to, if they decided to take the uh, best corner, best transfer corner in the country, Eli Ricks. So. Right. Right. Yeah, would would have been cool. Sure would have been cool. Uh, <laughs> man, yeah, fucking Roxy and LSU take out Bama. By the way, it was so good. Oh uh, yeah. I, I felt dirty having to root for Notre Dame and Brian Kelly in the late slate, but whatever. It was worth it. Yeah, I've that dude, that call going for it. I'm so glad this coach uh, coach finally go for the kill shot, dude. You got like you got saving on the ropes. You got you're not gonna beat these guys by being cowards and soft. Like go for the kill. And you see Kelly after the game, he said like they ran the same play, uh at Notre Dame against Clemson when they got called for the or FSU when they got called for that pick right at the goal line. He was like, oh, I yeah. knew they weren't gonna call us because he'd been working, he'd been screaming at the refs all game. So I am credit to them, man. That was that was a kill shot of the century. Yeah, hundred percent. And also really cool was the Jason Taylor's kid, by the way. Uh you guys saw that? Yeah, where he was no. on the broadcast for the game. The the no, kid who caught that. the two point conversion. Uh, is Mason Taylor, who is the son of former NFL defensive end Jason Taylor, which is, first of all, a very funny thing to name your kid if your name is Jason. Um, uh, but second, just I mean, he's a freshman. Awesome play from him. Looks just like his dad, too. Man, um, I'm getting too old, bro. I'm getting too yeah. old. Yeah. The kids are yeah. coming. Shit. Well, right, well, yeah, <laughs> I I sure don't have anything else. Ohio State allegedly has a game this Saturday. We'll have a premium podcast yeah. on, uh, I think maybe, on Thursday. Maybe we'll do some uh, some playoff talk on the premium, get to some yeah. just kind of expectations on the stretch as always. And yeah, if, if you guys, you know, if you're listening to this and you are not subscribed to me at midfield.com, that is our website. And that's how you can listen to all of our premium episodes. So if you liked what you heard, if you made it this far, you're probably in for more. Um, just head over to immediatemidfield.com, hit that subscribe button, and you will have it. Great month to, to join. It is. Great it is a great month to, to join. Um, and we still, got, by we the way, Michigan we still have the, the the Elon Musk code is still active right now. That's true. Uh, so if, if you you put in a code Elon at checkout, drops your monthly price to eight bucks a month. Yep. So yep. Thank you. Thank you to the billionaire. He's actually directly subsidizing that. So yeah. Well, he's a subscriber. So he Jeff, is. Of yes. I, I call him Jeff. You guys probably know him, Mr. Bezos. Um, <laughs> so if you, if you want to talk to Jeff Bezos and, uh, and Elon Musk, they're, they're on the boards. They do, uh, open Q and A's all the time. So, um, just, uh, with a gun yeah. to their head cause the yeah. revolution has come, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, stop, on by. stop on by. <laughs> we cannot be sued. We said it was parody, um, parody, parody, but, uh, yeah, stop on by. We've got more for you. Uh, you can post on our boards and we'll be around too. So uh, we will see you guys Thursday. You can listen to us. DJ, you want to sign us out? Go Bucks. Michigan sucks. 
and help is on the way.